Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 102 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And so we have seen Thor. We did a two-hour, 15-minute in-depth review over at Now Playing. That's Stuart, Jacob, and I. I saw it twice, once with that big opening marathon. I got both the Thor and the Loki posters. Nice. Do they look like the artwork from the end credits? No, unfortunately not that stylized. They pretty much look like the other movie posters that you saw. I hear at some theaters you had to choose Thor or Loki, and everybody was choosing Loki at ours. It was really underattended. I got Thor and Loki going in and out. <laughs> I hope they're okay. <laughs> They've been in the truck together for a week. <laughs> and in the dining room. <laughs> really getting their mileage. I saw it again in 2D with Marjorie the next day. Justin, you get a chance to see it yet? Yeah, actually, I, you know, we went to go see it on Friday night thinking, hey, you know what? It had a pretty good opening on Thursday. It wasn't just midnight opening. It was regular showtime starting after matinee. So maybe Friday night won't be too bad. And we went into a theater that had multiple showings. I mean, they had it in three theaters, a couple of them 2D, a couple 3D. We were pretty open. We had like a, a three-hour window in which we could see Thor. And we got there an hour before the first showing that we were willing to go to, and everything was sold out. So I was pretty impressed with the crowd that came out that initial Friday night. But ended up going on a Tuesday, and we were the only people in the full big, huge theater seeing Thor, which is probably better than sitting in a packed theater on opening night. Next to the Thor cosplayer who forgot his deodorant but is wearing the sleeveless arms. <laughs> <laughs> he also forgot to work out, but still rocking the Thor. Still Thor. <laughs> but yeah, we saw it, and I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed it. Really? Did you see the same movie we did? Yes. I liked it better than the first Thor, because it felt like Hey, you know what? We know who Thor is. We don't need all this who's Thor and where did he come from BS. Let's just get right into it. You know, my major one big problem with Thor just in general is, you know, if I was Thor and forced to choose, I'd take Sif over Natalie Portman any day of the week. Yeah, especially um, in that dress. I'm sorry, Darcy? Sif, <laughs> then Darcy, then Hemsworth, then Skarsgård, then Portman. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't put her that far down the totem pole. It's just, you know, side by side, if you're trying to get me to believe in Thor's love interest and all that stuff, don't make the girl who's in love with him hotter than, than the girl that he's pining over. All right, but that's part of my problem with this movie, is Jane is a terrible, terrible character. She has nothing going for her. She sat around in dirty clothes, eating cereal and moping for two years while Thor ignored her. Thor could have come by at any time, and he just didn't he just decided to cyber stalk with Heimdall? He probably only calls her when he wants a booty call. No, he doesn't even call then. Yeah, he couldn't come back. She said she was mad because she saw that he was in New York and didn't stop by and say hi. Honey, he's not your boyfriend then. <laughs> but he loves her. He doesn't care. He'll give up the throne for her. 
I just don't think they gave Jane a strong enough of a character arc. There's a lot of happenstance. I don't know why the dark elves don't like the light. They're I- dark elves, Arnie. Come on. The nighttime is the right time. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> Since the beginning of the universe. I just didn't think the villains were that great. I liked the first one. Here's the thing. I can see people who would like the second movie better than the first. If you didn't like the very broad comedy of Thor going to a pet store and demanding a horse... And then Thor smashing coffee cups on the ground as a sign of homage. If this You kind still of, do that every day. Every day. I, I actually have now, since 2011, after the first cup of coffee in the morning, another! <laughs> he does. <laughs> but if you didn't enjoy that, and I understand comedy is very subjective, I could see why you'd hate the first one and think the second one is better. Ah, <laughs> that was so harsh. <laughs> <laughs> But beyond having a lot of raucous action after the 45-minute mark, Thor 2 just didn't have a lot of story going for it. And I miss Thor having a sense of humor. I mean, there was never a moment in Thor 2 as good as Thor in Avengers going, you humans are so petty and so tiny. That's because they gave all the funny moments to Loki. Yeah, and it's a bad thing if you're watching a movie and you're wishing that the star wasn't and that this minor character who has a half an hour of screen time was the lead. <laughs> the, the way I look at it is, is we're going to have this problem with all of these one-off movies now where whatever the trouble is has to be a big problem, but it has to be solved quickly. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense for the other Avengers not to show up and help. You follow me? If mm-hmm. if the problem is so big that it's going to go on for a while and the big climax scene is going to take more than an hour or two for them to solve, well, then Iron Man should get his ass over there and Captain America should be on his way and S.H.I.E.L.D. should be up there with the helicarrier. So all of these movies are going to have a, a problem that can be solved by one guy and his team in that movie. And so we kind of have to just go with that. Maybe they're all mad at each other because I often wonder the same thing with Iron Man 3. I'm like, why didn't he just call the Avengers? I thought that with Iron Man 3. With Thor, I went with it because, like you said, Justin, it was so quick. There just was no time. Right. And I feel like that's going to be what they have to do with these movies going forward. Obviously, they didn't do that in Iron Man 3, but Iron Man 3 is its own beast, I guess. But I guess it's got me questioning the Winter Soldier, you know? Is it going to be the type of thing where they just throw it away with a comment like, oh, we can take care of this. Just leave Iron Man. He's on vacation. <laughs> Given that it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. initiative, judging by the Iron Captain America footage that we saw in the 3D screening, I got to see the five minute extended version of that trailer. And because it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. story, I think it makes a whole lot of sense for nobody who isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. to get involved. So that one I think I can go with. This one I went with, it was only Iron Man 3, it's a problem. I don't want to come off as hating the new Thor. I did enjoy it. I thought it was fine. I just was really disappointed because I've come to expect more from Marvel Studios films. That's fair enough. I feel like I went in without a whole heck of a lot of expectations, kind of like I did with the first Thor, because admittedly Thor's not my favorite character in the Marvel Universe. So I kind of went in just with like the, hey, entertain me for the next two hours type of mindset. And I think it did that. I mean, what did we get in this one that we didn't get in the first one? We got a whole heck of a lot more of the Warriors 3. We got more Sif time. We got more Loki. We got more Odin. And like my son Tyler said, <laughs> and this is probably the most apt thing that I've heard about it yet. He's like, Thor 2 is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> because it really was. It felt like some old EU stuff mixed together with, you know, something going on on that boo. <laughs> 
I do have to say I was really happy, though, because I couldn't help but think about our conversation last episode when we reviewed all the Thor figures, and you discussed how, with the Thor 1 toy line, the Frost Giants, they were good figures, and then you saw the movie and realized they were supposed to be much bigger, and especially the Destroyer. And in the very opening, when you see all of the accursed, and I'm like, ah, damn, they're really huge again, they did it, but that's not the figure we got. When our figure of curse shows up, He's just a little taller than Thor. Yeah, I did the same thing. Like when I saw him taking the thing out that turns him into curse, I was like, okay, here we go. Place your bets, people. Are we going to be disappointed with this figure or is it going to be close enough? And I think I think they did a pretty good job with the figure. I think it's close enough in scale. It could probably be slightly taller, but it's not as far off as the, the ice giants are. And I was actually mistaken because when we got this figure of curse, I knew that Malekith was the main bad guy and that it was played by Christopher Eccleston. So when we didn't get a Malekith figure, I honestly thought it would be Malekith who would turn into Curse. And so I expected the climax of the film to be Malekith becomes Curse. So when it was this other guy becoming Curse... It was Mr. Echo. Yeah, from Lost. I'm like, wait, so why didn't we get a Malekith figure? Yeah, there's... After seeing the movie, there's a handful, at least a wave worth of other figures they could do without having to mess around with giving us updated versions of the Warriors 3 and all that stuff. I mean, Heimdall is really prevalent in this movie. You know, we could get an updated version of him, but I wouldn't even mind getting whoever... Do we know the character who Curse was before he became Curse? He has an elven name. That, uh... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, wouldn't mind the, I wouldn't mind the figure of him in the armor disguise that he was wearing before he became Curse. That was kind of a cool look, too. The helmet kind of becomes part of him after he does it. Yeah, there's definitely some good figure opportunities here. There was an article that was published, though, in TD Monthly, Toy Directory Monthly, about how action figures just are really plummeting in sales. Hasbro is the number one action figure maker, but in 2009, you know, you think about the movies that were coming out in 2009 and 2010 is when we had the Iron Man 2 onslaught. Action figures were $1.6 billion in sales per year. In 2013, that's dropped to $1.2 billion. And one of the big reasons they cite for this is that there are so many toyetic films that come out in a short period of time that they're eating each other's sales. I think that can be directly linked to why we got four figures for Wolverine, five figures for Thor, is if kids are going to be looking at Man of Steel and whatever Pixar put out and... Well, you've got Cartoon Network, the regular shows to deal with. Not the regular show, which is awesome too, but like Ben <laughs> 10 and... Those kinds of things. Yeah, with so many things. And it was supposed to be, if you recall, we were supposed to get two Star Wars movies in theaters this year. So if you look across the board, I could see why they would do very limited figure runs and focus on the characters that would probably sell the most. But it does leave some disappointment. I'm just glad we got the Warriors 3 and Sif back when they did Thor the first time in 2011 before this new reductive strategy because... I gotta say, if toys, when I started collecting Marvel in 2010, were what they were today, I might not have started collecting. It was the huge Iron Man line and the depth they went to that got me interested. If Iron Man 2's figure line had been five figures, or dare I say, assemblers, there would be no Marvelicious toys. <laughs> 
I think, I mean, I think that's an apt point, though. I mean, you're right. If there's going to be a Thor movie now, and then a couple months later, there's going to be a Captain America movie, and then there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they have to pick their battles on which ones to flood the pegs with. And yeah, I mean, if Thor, I think we talked about this before, if Thor has to suffer a little bit, well, fine. We had, we had a line of Thor figures before. Yeah, as much as I would like the Odin in the green and gold armor that he wears at the end of that movie, and maybe a Rene Rousseau with her big sword, I, I'm happy with what we got last time, and I'm just thankful that we were lucky enough to get it. Yeah, but it is a little scary as far as going forward, what they're going to do with each line. So far, we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot for for Captain America, the Winter Soldier, but it looks like they're doing reduced articulation on the ones that we have seen. Not necessarily five points of articulation, but, you know, not quite Thor 2. The Avengers style of articulation. Sure. But yeah, this this Thor line that we currently have might be the last hurrah for three and three quarter inch super articulated movie figures in the Marvel Universe. Let's hope not. I, if nothing else, Avengers 2 and its promise of a billion dollars may. One billion dollars. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into the show proper, I also do want to congratulate our photo editor, Jeff, for coming in second place in Diamond Select Toys photo competition. Wow. I haven't seen his his runner-up picture. Is it is it cool? It is very cool. It is the Diamond Select Venom versus the Diamond Select Agent Venom. And it's kind of cool, the write-up that they gave it on their blog. They said, whether this scene is meant to be literal or metaphorical, Jeff's use of stark white backlight puts the full focus on the truly disturbing situation unfolding in the foreground. <laughs> but listen to what he won. It's pretty awesome. A pre-production Unleashed Hulk in test packaging and an unpainted Amazing Spider-Man prototype. Wow, that is pretty cool. I suppose it's cooler than just giving away figures that you could go buy at the comic store or just get online. Yeah, it is cool. And I got to really say, Jeff shot was very awesome. But I can see why the winners won, too. The, just some tremendous shots of Rhino versus Spidey in tons of rubble. So some great photos. Makes my little rinky-dink entry look pretty sad. <laughs> or Arnie. Are you having Marvel Select Envy? No, just photo skill envy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats, Jeff. Very cool there. And finally, a little bit of pre-show business. The holiday season is upon us, and as such, our Xmas gift exchange is now open for signups. Yeah, this is this is always fun to do. It is a lot of fun. I really enjoy the fun stuff I get. Yeah, this is your chance, if this is your first time hearing about it, to give and get a extra Marvel gift this holiday season. And the way it's working this year is you have until December 2nd to sign up, and then on December 3rd and 4th, you will receive the information of your match. And you can put some suggested things that you would like if there's some figures you're looking for or just some areas of collecting interest you have. And then you will send an anonymous person a Marvel-themed gift, and you'll get one. And because figures have gone up in price, I mean, now action figure is $10 or possibly even more if you're shopping at Toys R Us. It's a minimum of a $20 gift being given and received. So that way you can get yourself a Diamond Select figure. You can get a couple of Hasbro figures or, you know, there's a lot of bargains to be had coming up with Black Friday. You might even be able to receive a helicarrier if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> 
You know, it, it also helps you keep your New Year's resolution from last year, which is to buy less crap. And at $20, you can get much better merchandise than you can at $10. I just think things have finally just hit the breaking point with action figure prices. <laughs> and speaking of holiday items... The Spectacular Store Report. Target has something I'm desperately on the hunt for. They've got Marvel Kwai ornaments. They've got a Spider-Man, a Captain America, and an Iron Man. And our Target did not have them. We're going to Chicago soon, so I'm going to make Arnie stop at every Target between here and Chicago so I can have these cute, cute, cute ornaments. And they're only $7. They really are cute. There are these nice kind of grab-zag type of designs or maybe more like the frenzies. They're anime style. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. They're the cutesy style. Have you seen Captain America's eyes right there? He's clearly Sailor Moon. (laughs) Yeah, there are a ton of holiday items out. I was at Walmart and they had tons of those gift sets. I don't know why kids need little guns to shoot things in the bathtub. I think that the giant Iron Man hand sponge is really weird because you're rubbing Iron Man all over your naughty bits. I just don't get the point of Velcro guns in the tub. If, if you're in the tub so long that you're actually doing target practice, you're in the tub too long. <laughs> Unless you're training for aquatic warfare. <laughs> but then I imagine you're all prunate. <laughs> well, that's the thing you've got to teach your body to get over. Yeah, it's it's a bad, bad idea. <laughs> and also because of the holiday season, Mitch who I think likes to vicariously make me spend money, sent me a photo. Remember my Spider-Man choco egg obsession of Easter where I bought three cases of chocolate? (laughs) They're back! They were at his local grocery store. They had the Spider-Man, this time they're holiday chocolate balls. And you can collect all 12 figures. And what gets me is, on one hand, I'm like, they look like some of the exact same toys from last time. But if you remember last time, they never even had all the toys. They only had half of them, so I'm wondering if the Christmas set might have the other half. Oh. But it does look like it's the same kind of figures, because you look at the box side, it's got the same Spider-Man I've got like eight of, because I bought all those cases, and the same Nova, the same Iron Fist. And then they have the other ones, like the Venom, Sandman, and Spider-Man on a motorcycle, that is just an entire style of toy that did not come in the Easter set. So, while Marjorie's looking for quiet ornaments at Targets, I'm going to be looking for chocolate balls. That's not a Target tag, though. Where is that from? It's from his local grocery store. Ah. Are they the ones that are 10 for 10? I'd send him back to get some. <laughs> I I don't know if it's that or the Hershey's that are next to it. Ah. <laughs> what grocery store? Stop and Shop. I don't know what that is. It it's sounds, a Northwestern chain. It sounds my, fake. My mother used to shop there when she was a young girl. Here we have come and goes. <laughs> but they're convenience stores. <laughs> K-U-M and go. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, I have not seen him yet, but not from lack of trying. But I have heard that the latest Marvel Universe wave is popping up at some targets, and that's the Black Knight, Omega Red, and Nightcrawler. And Arnie, you're going to have to correct me here. It's not North Star, but Aurora is correct. the first one shipping. All right. Yeah, the Aurora is the female who has shipped. North Star is the male who will never be realized in plastic, I firmly believe. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have an eBay save search. If that thing shows up, I'll pay blonde black widow prices for it, and I don't have a hit. Yeah, you might have to, but I wouldn't push the panic button yet. Because we have yet to hear anything about the Lioness taking over Marvel Universe yet. So don't go crazy just yet. Especially since these are showing up at Target. That's a good sign. I never thought this wave would make it to retail. But yeah, you know, seeing that report, I've been frantically going to all of my targets in the area for the last four or five days, trying to track it down. And all I keep coming across is a revision case with the with dagger and a bomb, yes, which is the ones I horribly cooled. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see an Omega Red on the pegs. That'd be nice to have another one of. But some of these are starting to pop up on Amazon as well. So this this wave might not be panic time just yet. I'd be happier if I knew there was a revision case of any sort coming. If Entertainment Earth had a case listed of carry forward figures or last ditch figures or leftover figures or something. But given that this is the last case that they have listed, I'm thinking that if the others show up, we're going to be back at like Family Dollar or Big Lots or TJ Maxx at best. That's a little scary if that is the case, because those are very hit and miss. Now, I haven't seen any of the new figures at Target either, but several of my friends have. So I know for a fact they're hitting. It's just a matter of time, patience, and luck, I guess. And having ordered the case, I can just kind of sit back and watch you all go at it. (laughs) (laughs) I did talk to a helpful Target employee the other day who was asking, you know, if I was looking for anything in particular. And he said that they're getting ready to do a toy reset in the next couple of weeks. So that might tell us a little something about what going forward the Marvel line is going to look like, at least through Christmas and winter. But since I struck out at Target all over town, I decided it was time to pop into TJ Maxx and see what they had going on since I hadn't been there in a long time. And guess what's popping up over there finally? The Helicarriers. I actually was thinking about you the other day, Justin. I was at Five Below. I did pick up a another super articulated Amazing Spider-Man for my desk at work and a bunch of cartoon DVDs. (laughs) And it hit me that I haven't thought about TJ Maxx or Ross or Marshalls in forever. And I wonder if we're missing out on anything. And then (laughs) what do you do? You go and update our show notes that you found Helicarriers and Quinjets. And God help me, I have a sickness because my immediate thought, actually, Helicarriers for $39.99 at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, I saw that was also going to be a Black Friday price on the Helicarriers. And God help me, I'm sick. I'm like, do I need another? (laughs) No. (laughs) You're going to have a 70-foot Helicarrier if you assemble all the ones you already own. Well, I then realized that there is no middle piece. I thought, do I need this blue Helicarrier retail edition so that I can have it in the configurations like I have the gray San Diego Comic-Con ones? But then I realized there is no middle piece. So unless I'm going to buy extra middle pieces on eBay and then do some custom spray painting, which I'm not, I don't need any more Helicarriers. It's on record now. Until they repaint it and release <laughs> no. it in stores for the Winter Soldier. And to be honest with you, at 40 bucks, I wasn't immediately struck as that being a bargain price. I know they go for 80 bucks or went for 80 bucks on the shelf, but come on, that was overpriced then. I feel like at $20 or $25, I might have thought about picking one up. But 40 bucks still felt a little steep for the Helicarrier. I bet you might see it for the 15 to 20 
on Amazon during the holiday season. Because remember when we saw the Sentinels that cheap on Amazon and the Galactus that cheap? The Helicarrier feels like the next in that line. Yeah, good point. As for the Quinjets, I was kind of wondering if I needed another one. If it was that really cool exclusive red one, I'd be really tempted. But for the standard retail yellow, mm, 10 bucks, and I probably would get more because I have a lot of Helicarriers I need to fill. Wait a second. <laughs> no, I don't like how this is going to go. <laughs> you have a Quinjet army. At least they're not like Jedi Starfighters where they just kept repainting them and repainting them. You know, there's only two. So that's a good thing. But yeah, I, I passed on the Quinjet at $20 myself. And finally, in stores, we got from two different listeners the news that at Walmart, the next Iron Man assembler pack has shown up. We've been wondering, what is 14, 15, 16, and 17? Because we have figures going up to 13, and then Toys R Us had that exclusive pack 18. Well, 17 has been found. It is a three-pack of Iron Man assemblers. It is not an exclusive to anywhere, but it has been found at Walmart. For our UK listeners, I think you're going to be a little hosed because I know there's a law that you can't buy toys with little batteries in them. And these are light-up figures with batteries. Do they eat them? I don't know <laughs> what the Brits do with these batteries. <laughs> Now, I don't, I don't know if they're all light up. It looks like maybe just the Mark 42 is a light up version. That's probably the case because it does say it only has two batteries in it. So it's a light up Mark 42, which is outside of the Hall of Armor six pack. The only way to get like a movie realistic Mark 42 armor is in this three pack. Eh, wait, no, because there's this is just a light up version of the other assembler in a Mark 42. But the other is Mark 42 wasn't painted right. None of them have been entirely painted as movie accurate as this one. The one they called the Mark 42 that came out in the assembler line was black. No, they have a black one and a maroon one. It was in the first three. This this looks very much like one of the assemblers just with the light-up version. I promise you. Okay. I'll, I'll take <laughs> your word for it. I have to dig through my assemblers. I'm not going to make you do that. The one that I'm questioning is the one that looks like the heavy lifting armor, and I'd have to dig through my assemblers to see if this is just a re-release of one that we already got, but it does look familiar. It is the red snapper armor. All right. And I think we already, already have that one. I'm pretty sure we don't, Bob. <laughs> but I said again, thought we didn't have the Mark 42, so... <laughs> Now, I guarantee we don't have the Dune Buster Iron Man. I'd remember one that funky with the yellow shoulder palettes and moon boots. <laughs> yeah, that one is pretty darn funky looking and definitely not movie accurate to anything. It looks almost like a 70s metal cover. <laughs> I mean, couldn't you see that on like uh, Iron Maiden? Yeah, Iron Maiden or I'm thinking sticks for some reason. Sticks is not metal. Yeah, but they did sing Mr. Roboto, so maybe that's where he's getting it. That's true. But yeah, I mean, it looks like a repaint of a previous figure itself. It just has some funky paint apps going on on it. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know enough about the snap-on arms with these to know if any of those are repacks or repaints, because I just those go directly into another box to never be looked at again when I buy an assembler. The chainsaw arm is a repack. The tapered drill bit arm looks like it may be new some of the other bits are, i think are just repainted but i need this one just for the red snapper if nothing else and the light up mark 42 do we know how much you're charging for this bad boy set it shouldn't be 30 dollars, but 
It might be. Price unknown at this time. When we find it ourselves, we will fill in our listeners. But right now, we just have the two reports and photos, but no sign of the price tag. The One of the photos is over a price tag that says $19.99, but I think that's too much to hope for. Yeah. If that if, if they are $19.99, I might pick them up. If they're $30, bucks, eh, that's going to be a hope they go on clearance somewhere. Well, follow us on Facebook and Twitter because we will post when we find that out. Now, online, I did some shopping this week. No, never. I don't understand. How do you do that? You never do that. Sales to astonish. Well, I did it for you. All right. I was in the Thor Marathon at theaters and Sideshow put up for pre-order the premium format Captain America. Which I love. And because Marjorie wanted it so bad, on my smartphone, I logged in and ordered it sight unseen. You could have called me to order it. Oh, you were probably watching a movie. Yeah. Well, I stepped out of the theater because I'm not going to be one of the D-bags who pulls out a smartphone and lightens up the theater. It doesn't matter what kind of phone you pull out. Smartphone, dumb phone, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But then I got home and saw the pictures and almost had some serious buyer's remorse. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, uh uh-oh. Because it did look cool. We ordered it based off your seeing just the close-up of its chest. And I wouldn't have ordered immediately, except that it was an exclusive edition, is all I saw. That there was an exclusive. I know the exclusives have a tendency to sell out quick, so I wasn't going to wait around. But then I get back, and what do I see? But the pose of the primary photo has him with his hand in the air, Two fingers sticking straight up in a proctologist pose. (laughs) And I get that he's supposed to be motioning, like doing some tactical motion. But all I could help is think is, oh, my God, this is going to be a really aggressive prostate exam. But does he have a separate hand or something? He does. Thank God. Because I'm seeing a fist. (laughs) That's the really (laughs) aggressive exam. Yes. Just try to relax. No, (laughs) both the regular and exclusive edition also come with a fist, which is much better than the two fingers sticking in the air. The exclusive edition also comes with a gun that he can hold up there, a big rifle. Yeah, it's almost like a machine gun, an old-timey machine gun. And he comes with both the circular shield as well as the more classically shaped shield. So now I think it's going to be a really good piece, but that two-finger hand is going to stay in the box of parts. (laughs) this does look like i mean it looks like it's got some really cool detail in it i mean his pants look to be cloth while his upper body looks to be probably polystone i'm guessing and both shields he's got his pistol on his hip there's something a little disconcerting about thinking that captain america a super soldier actually needs one of those little field shovels that they gave out in the army (laughs) he does (laughs) i I would think his shield could do a better job of whatever he needs to dig up but i suppose it looks cool i think they did a great job on the face sculpt there's a comic book based one but yet it's a realistic sculpt and with the detail that's in the photo plus all the scales on the outfit and like you say being premium format and a mixed media delivery of soft goods and polystone i almost wonder if the top is going to be polystone or if it's going to be some other kind of maybe a rubber or something yeah a resin of some sort who knows it's just the way that it is sculpted if this is polystone they did one of the best jobs ever getting those scales to move around the contours of his neck yeah it's pretty impressive so i was glad to see that i didn't order a two-finger only (laughs) captain america (laughs) 
Now, they will be coming out with the Red Skull. We saw Red Skull at Comic-Con, and that will be coming out to accompany Cap. It's a good-looking Red Skull. I'm not sure whether or not I need it, though. I think Red Skull's pretty awesome, though. He, for some reason, just lends himself to action figures and statues really well. And I think it's because there's not that good facial recognition. And the red and the black are very stunning. And I like the bad guys. That's why you married me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Now, from Kotobukiya, they put up for pre-order through many sites, including Marvelicious Toy Sponsor, Big Bad Toy Store, the Bishoujo Spider-Woman. And we finally saw the painted final version of that. The Squat in the Woods Spider-Woman? I was going to say, a.k.a. the Squat Woman. (laughs) I think that that's one that I'm going to have to pose a very specific way to not make it look either too sexual or too bathroomy yeah (laughs) yeah it's i see what they're trying to do but for some reason because they sculpted some things it looks kind of foul i think with her being painted it's not going to be as noticeable as it was in that just gray unpainted version that we saw before the prototype you know with all of her yellow boots and red outfit and the webbing in her her armpits i think it might not be as noticeable but I might just be trying to talk Arnie into getting it. <laughs> no, would you stop that? <laughs> I, I'm going to pick this one up and I will do a hands-on review. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> but right now, I'm just ever so slightly skeptical that it's going to be one of my all-time favorite poses. It's unique. And then Gentle Giant put up for order for its Premier Guild members the Zombie Magneto minibus that was the New York Comic Con exclusive. I didn't realize they made 1,500 of those, so I think those are going to be in stock for a little while. Yeah, that's a lot of Zombie Magnetos. Seems like a slight overproduction. (laughs) But in addition to the stuff that's gone on sale, also some news online. This just in. From the web! You know, in a little bit of unofficial news, this isn't really something that I can say I'm going to put a whole lot of faith in being true or not, but over at Big Bad Toy Store, they listed a whole bunch of the Play Imaginative toys that we've been talking about endlessly for the last, you know, six months since since discovering them at Comic-Con. And I kind of wanted to see, you know, when, when are they getting them so I can start to expect mine, which is, you know, they were saying, they told Marjorie August... They told me November. Well, Big Bad Toy Stores has a date of March of next what? year. So I'm hoping that might be a little overzealous and we get ours a little earlier. But uh, that's almost a full year out. No, that is not incorrect, Justin. They posted to their Facebook page that the Super Alloy figures are now delayed to 2014. Uh. And that is disappointing, especially since they're still pushing out new releases. Big Bad Toy Store put up for pre-order the four drones from Iron Man 2, as well as the Igor armor, and the Igor armor being so big, it's $210 for a 1-6 scale. Yeah. Now, you said you might be all in on these. Does the $210 price point scare you? <laughs> it's, it's a little daunting, but that one, if that's the only version of Igor that I can own because I don't think I'm going to be able to pull the trigger on a five $600 hot toy version. And, you know, I don't want to do it until I get one of these in hand to make sure 
I'm in love with the quality as I hope I'm going to be. But yeah, that one, that one I might do. But all in, I don't know. Seems like they're going crazy with these. <laughs> they might do the entire house party and then some. Here's the problem. I'm, I'm kind of worried because we're not getting any yet. I just gave them blindly a hundred and some dollars and it's now being delayed even longer. No emails that I'm getting or anything. Yeah, that's a little disconcerting is that there's been no direct contact from them. Yeah, I agree because I was tempted to get those drones, believe it or not. Of all the ones to get, I was looking at the drones because Hot Toys didn't make them. There's no real 1-6 scale drones to go with our movie Iron Man figures. I thought 1-6 scale, they'd go well with the Marvel figures Hasbro did. But I want my Iron Patriot. I want to see the quality of this before I start pre-ordering $100 here or $100 there. And so I am just putting myself on hold, despite how good the War Machine Mark II looks and all of that. I, until they ship that Iron Patriot, then I'm going to be on hold. And he was supposed to ship September of 2013. And now the earliest they're going to be shipping anything is February of 2014 and late February at that. Not cool. No. Well, all it's doing is hurting hurting them because all of us are saying the same thing. We're not ordering anything else from them until we can see the quality. I mean, I understand pushbacks and delays in production, but I would think that they would try to get the easier ones to make out, the, the six-inch ones, and maybe delay the bigger ones a little bit. But then again, that's where they're making their money is on the bigger ones too. So, But it really sucks when you give them the entire amount and then you don't see it for almost a year. I know. That's the problem I have. But you saved 10%. Yeah, and they've got my money now interest-free. Yeah. So it's really pissing me off, especially since there's been zero communication. That That is almost unforgivable that they haven't sent notices to say, hey. But I don't know that Sideshow does either. I only get the notices because I do the flex pay and they go, we're altering your flex pay schedule. Other than that, I do have to go and be proactive and go to the site to see the new ship dates. If I was a new company and I'm doing a high-end line of products, something like this, you bet your ass I'm be treating my customers right and notifying this and being over-apologetic for the delay. I'd throw in a free drone, too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not ready to ask for my money back just yet, but if it's delayed like again and we're looking at next summer before they're supposed to ship, then I might I might start to get a little pissy. Well, some other bad news. Marvelous News posted a very long video where they were reporting on what they saw and what they heard at the New York Comic Con was the night before event. And they seem to find somebody in the know. We weren't able to find anybody to talk to about Marvel, but they had some information that said that those variants for Marvel Legends, such as Blade and some of the Jean Greys and the Phoenix Force Cyclops, have no real plan for distribution and probably not at all in next year. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping this isn't true or I'm hoping that he misunderstood or... He was attributing information about one or two or three of these figures and applying it to all of the Marvel Legends going forward. But it just, I don't know, with the Wrecking Crew, we need Bulldozer, you know? How are they not going to get Bulldozer out there? Blade, we've been seeing for a year and a half now. I'm really looking forward to Toy Fair when the experts are there and they're going to be giving their presentation to the knowledgeable audience and see what is said definitively, because I've not seen anything corroborating this. I didn't get any of this information myself when I was there. The other thing he said, which kind of shocked me, is that 
the three packs, which is the Thor three pack with Valkyrie and then the X-Men three pack with Jugger Lossus that we were just talking about on our last show. He said those have been confirmed as canceled, but yet Kmart and Amazon just put up listings for those X-Men sets in the past couple weeks. Yeah, it's all very confusing. I mean, this news, I feel like, is a year old. You know, like if they would have said this a year ago, I'd have been like, oh, okay, well, they're just not going to produce them. But saying it now after we've seen all this stuff and things are popping up online for pre-order, it just it doesn't all make sense just yet. We need official word is what we need. Yeah, well, Hasbro's not been very good about that. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. It would be really nice to hear something to let us know what direction they're going in with this. But at the moment, I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed and seeing what happens and keeping that three-pack on my Amazon wish list. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I'm still holding out hope. I'm not I'm not ready to call it Shattered Dreams just yet, but at the same time, I'm not going to be surprised if it does end up being true that these have all been canceled and not coming out. Well, let's talk about some good news that happened online. When we were at New York Comic Con... Zach Ode of Diamond Select leaked to me that there would be four Disney-exclusive figures coming in the Diamond Select line. The first one's been announced. He's going to be available in December, and it's the Winter Soldier. Nice. And somebody on our Facebook page said this, and now I can't unsee it. It's a perfect likeness of Josh Brolin. (laughs) (laughs) Like Goonies Josh Brolin or... Old boy Josh Brolin. All right. No country for old Josh Brolin, then. <laughs> it does look like him. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> once it, once it, it's what You can't unsee it is the problem. <laughs> he comes with a really cool, detailed base and a giant sniper rifle. And it looks so totally different from the Winter Soldier figures Hasbro did in those two packs a few years back that I am really looking forward to getting this one. Yeah, this one feels like it fits in more with the... The old school Captain America figures that we had been getting. And this is comic Winter Soldier, not movie Winter Soldier. They are not making a movie Winter Soldier, I don't think. Hmm. Because it seems that they make pretty much two figures for every movie. Unless, again, they do a Disney Store exclusive down the road. But it would be interesting for them to release a comic Winter Soldier in December and then try to do a movie one. They gave MTV silhouettes of the two movie Captain America, the Winter Soldier figures they're doing. And of course, one of them is Captain America in his new outfit. And the other one is a little bit more of a shock, the Falcon. (laughs) And not very effective as a silhouette. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing they did silhouettes because they may not be allowed to show the details yet of the figures. Or it may be really rough. It could just be pending licensor approval. We see that sign all the time when we see these at cons. You can't take a photo because this is what Diamond has done. But until Marvel and Marvel Studios and the actor have all signed off on it, you can't show it just in case it changes. So maybe that's why they're doing it. They're not tr- being very stealthy in case you're wondering, <laughs> hmm, maybe that's Black Widow with the giant wings. <laughs> it could be. And no hips. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes Captain America look kind of stick up the buttish in that pose. 
He has big ears. Yeah, that's why he wears that weird helmet that covers his ears. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like These are things that I would definitely be super excited for if I knew these were Marvel Legends. But since they are humans in the Marvel Select scale, I just... I always have to temper my excitement a little bit because that's not necessarily my wheelhouse. But if that's the only movie Falcon we're going to get, then I might do it. Yeah, I really love the select figures, and I know the scale's a little bit different, but, man, I go into my game room and I see all the selects I've picked up over the past few years, and just the big ones are the most fun because you can pose them with your six-inch figures and really have the good scale, but you get Thor and Cap and now Winter Soldier in there and some others. It's just a really fun line, and what they did with Colossus and Venom this year just blown me away. Yeah, definitely. Lego has also announced they're doing a new line of Marvel stuff. They're doing Junior's line of Legos that are easy to build for kids ages four to seven. Or frustrated adults. Yeah. Uh, isn't that Duplo? <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered what Duplo were. Duplo is a Lego company, and it's there for younger kids. But those are much bigger blocks. I think these are just simplified Legos, huh? Yeah, I think it's just only 55 pieces. But they are coming out with a Spider-Man spider car with Venom and Spider-Man minifigures. So it's going to be a nice cheap way to get a couple more Lego minifigures as the set's only going to be like 10 bucks, give or take a couple dollars. Hmm. And that's expected to be out in December. Juniors, huh? <laughs> it's a good idea, you know, but... We know how Legos go. You're going to have the older guys buying these before the little kids can get their hands on them. And what? That's going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> That's why they put juniors right on there. They're trying to shame people from doing that. I'll do it and say it's for my nephew. There you go. He's three. <laughs> right in the wheelhouse. Right right in the middle of, mean of the age group there. And finally, some other new figures are on the horizon. Kick-ass figures. It looks like there's going to be a series two of kick-ass two figures. I still haven't seen Kick-Ass 2. I need to. I like the first one a lot. You do. You really do. It's good. I found it as good, if not better, than the first one. The first one, the violence was just really rough. I don't know why it got to me, but and I'm a girl who loves slasher flicks and guts and blood and all that stuff, but I don't know. This one was rough. And I didn't think the second Kick-Ass was as good as the first, but I thought it was still really good and it felt like pieces of a whole. So I definitely say check that one out. And if they're coming out with more Kick-Ass figures, I'll get them. So far, the only one I've seen is an unmasked Hit Girl. So you get the Minnie McCready face. Oh, nice. And a helmet, it looks like, might be in there as well. Did she wear a helmet in the movie? If she did, it's really brief, and I don't remember it. It's not out on video yet, so I haven't had the chance to... Hmm. It's at the end. It is brief, but it is at the end. Okay. Well, and a little bit throughout, because yeah. she's got a bike. Yeah, so it could be her motorcycle helmet. Aha. And it does look like it's a swappable head. I don't think you'll be able to fit that over the hair. <laughs> she looks like she might be a little bit taller. Or they just packaged her higher up there than the original figure. We still need to do hands-on reviews of those kick-ass figures, thanks to the caller who informed us that NECA has really improved articulation and they're no longer just the statues they once were. Yeah, definitely. I still need to get my hands on these, but I still see them at Toys R Us and stuff. But yeah, they, they do look better in package than previous NECA offerings, I will say that. But now let's get to our main topic for today, Marvel Legends. We have been waiting for quite a while, and we've waited so long we've got a backlog. We have two waves of Legends to review. <laughs> 
So we're going to start off with the Rocket Raccoon Wave. This is probably one of the last just generic Marvel-style waves of figures we're going to be getting for a while as they switch over to this more character-driven movie tie-in type of wave that they did with Iron Man and Wolverine. Yeah, and this is a wave that had shown variants that we were just kind of talking about before that we do not know if they're going to show up or not. But at least we did get enough to build Rocket Raccoon. You know, it would be a real pain in the ass if <laughs> they did these and it was a split wave, kind of like with the Iron Man 3 six-inch figures where we got the first three. Had to wait six months to get the rest to build Ironmonger. Yeah. But all in all, I think it's a pretty good wave, if not just completely all over the board as far as the theme goes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you get some of the Wrecking Crew, you get Hawkeye, you get Jean Grey, you get Spider-Man and a Black Panther. I suppose there's some Avengeriness going on there, but then you get X-Men and Wrecking Crew and Guardians of the Galaxy. So as far as the theme goes, I'm not quite sure what this was heading for. But if you look at the other kind of waves that they'd done in this, I mean, you get the one that was before it with Wolverine, Captain America, She-Hulk, Iron Fist, and Archangel. I mean, it's U.S. Agent, Mystique, Punisher, and Deadpool. They've been all over the map on their Marvel-only waves, so they're just not themed. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. It just felt like this one might have been themed since it was a Rocket Raccoon and knowing Guardians of the Galaxies is coming out, but maybe they just they blew their wad a little too quick with Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) I think that's the case. I mean, if you think about it, the Rocket Raccoon Build-A-Figure seems perfectly poised for next August with Guardians, but then again, maybe they think that Rocket Raccoon's going to be such a popular character. There's just going to be a variant of him. You know, we have this one now. I guarantee there will be one available next August, because when we went through that Guardians of the Galaxy figure list that was leaked out of Hasbro, I mean, there's so much Rocket Raccoon stuff. Maybe they just think that Build-A-Figure's going to decrease popularity. Yeah, and it's going to be a super premium or whatever they call those Marvel Legends. But yeah, let's, let's look at these ones that we do have now. Now we get... Black Panther for the first time since the Toy Biz days. And I know the Black Panther that's a Toy Biz figure is often really high on the secondary market and sought after. And to be honest with you, this feels like a good figure, but it doesn't replace the need for that original Black Panther because he doesn't come with his cape and he doesn't have his, you know, metal claws and all that good stuff. This seems like a more updated, like aerobic going to the gym Black Panther. But he looks a lot like Batman with his mouth covered. Oh, he totally looks like Batman. There, There is a Batman that has a mask like this. I think it might have been a version of Robin who has a full face mask and smaller ears. And that head very much looks like a Batman head. Yeah, this is the classic costume, the 70s Black Panther costume. And I agree, it does not negate the need for the previous release. I like this one, though, because they really gave him good claws. I mean, Black Panther, most of the figures in this wave don't come with weapons. And Black Panther having the claws and the agility, well, you get the Marvel Legends-style articulation, and then you add these claws, and it really feels like an active character who you can get in some fights. Yeah, he's one of these that you might want to try to pose like a Spider-Man. You know, he does a lot of crouches and squats and all that good stuff. And with the, like you said, with this articulation, you can get a lot of those poses. The paint apps are, you know, I don't know what much more you're going to do. He's a, he's a Black Panther. He wears a black outfit. So they tried to do some highlights of blue 
But then they did paint on his gloves and his boots with the stripes and all that stuff. So that does what it needs to do for a Black Panther figure. Yeah, I like the blue wash they gave it. I mean, you'd think that, again, it kind of goes back to, if I go to Wikipedia and just look at Black Panther, the very first image they have is from a September 1976, which is this outfit. And he's supposed to be black, but they highlight it with blue. You know, they did that with Venom as well. Venom's black, but to show lights and things, you get a real navy going. And this looks like it could have come right off that cover. Yeah, I really don't have any complaints other than, you know, he feels kind of accessoryless in the in the package. You know, he comes with absolutely nothing, not a staff or anything. So, well, he comes with rocket raccoon arms. There you go. Those aren't <laughs> accessories. <laughs> well, maybe he's eating them. Maybe it's his dinner. You know, I think <laughs> panthers do eat raccoons, but I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot of the figures we're going to be talking about today are accessoryless, and on the one hand, I think that that feels a little bit chintzy, but on the other hand, these aren't always characters that have accessories, as we'll see as we go through. Yeah. The next one, though, does have an accessory, and he's a big figure. The next one in the Wrecking Crew, Wrecker himself. Oh, yeah. He's huge. I mean, he's big like the other two that we've already gotten, but he's unique. You know, the other two seem to be repaints of each other, just with different heads. This guy, they might be using the same feet and gloves and maybe legs, but it's a new belt and a new upper body. His, his, his little tabard is definitely sculpted on. That's a tunic. Tunic. I haven't, I haven't perused the JCPenney catalog in a while. I'm not up on all the men's fashion terms. It would have been pirates from 1860s, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> he has a really unfortunate face, and they gave him crazy eyes. Oh, that's, I mean, the Wrecking Crew are, a, they're a crew of crazies. I mean, so that's definitely purposeful. You know, these guys are insane. But this is, I mean, if you want to talk about counterparts in the Marvel Universe line, this feels like they took that great one that we got in the Marvel Universe and blew it up and gave it all the great articulation you'd expect in a, in a Legends figure. I just wish that we would be able to finish this crew. The Wrecking Crew at a three-man crew just isn't doing it for me. He doesn't stand very well because he's weighted. He's very top heavy because of his chest. We've had a hard time getting him to actually stand alone. This is one time where I will concede that too much articulation can be a hindrance. And I just don't feel like these bigger figures need that extra foot articulation. Because like you said, it makes him hard to stand. He starts to lean forward and his feet bend, his toes bend up. He comes with a crowbar. I like this figure. He feels very comic booky with the purple and green. I don't know what it is about printing that made purple and green go together colors from Hulk's pants to the Green Goblin to this guy to so many Mysterio purple and green. That seems to be a go-to combination, especially for evil or danger. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if that was just part of the growth of the printing process. You know, they went from the three-color to the four-color process, and all of a sudden they were like, ooh, we can start exploring new colors. You know, if I was still in school, I'd so write a paper about the color choices for villains in comic books. Now, the third figure, though, I like him, but I know you're pissed, Justin. I know you're pissed, so let's just vent. Yeah. Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is a modern, cool-looking Hawkeye. But not the Hawkeye that we needed. <laughs> it's not the Hawkeye we needed. It's the Hawkeye we deserve. Exactly. Have you been bad boys? Apparently. This is ultimate Hawkeye. And yeah, it's kind of a more modern Hawkeye look post Avengers when they redesigned his outfit and took away his 
kind of purple and blue Robin Hood outfit and gave him purple glasses and a black outfit with tints of purple. <laughs> mm-hmm. He looks like he should come with a can of Red Bull or something. He's kind of got that extreme dude haircut with his extreme dude sunglasses. They're getting ready to go snowboarding. <laughs> well, we talked about how the Black Panther was not a stand-in for the previous Black Panther, and this is definitely not a stand-in for the previous classic Hawkeye that is so, so hard to find nowadays. And to have teased us with the variant that looked better than the previous one, and then make this the one they come out with, it, it's a little disappointing. But that's meta-knowledge. Let's pretend we didn't know that there was supposed to be a classic Hawkeye in this wave, and this is the one we got. Judging it on that, I think it's a perfectly fine figure. I like it. I like that he can hold his bow pretty well. He's got the articulation. He could draw it back. I wish that, like the three and three quarter inch figure, he'd come with an arrow instead of just the quiver. So, because now as it is, you're kind of stuck in the I just shot an arrow mode because he doesn't really have an arrow. <laughs> and judging by his fingers, you know, his forefinger is separated on his right hand from the rest of his fingers. It looks like they might have considered giving him an arrow at some point. Uh, it would cost an extra two cents per figure, so uh, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> and while now I'll never see him without an energy drink in his hand, I think that he, they got a good facial sculpt going on him, and he has a nice look to him. I like the metallic purple used on his chest emblem. But I have to say that as far as weapons go, this is one of the most cumbersome to carry. It's not like it folds down or anything. I think his bow can fold down, but... The toy can't. Yeah, the quiver is never going to get any smaller than that. And look at his face. It's like they almost decided to try to give him a Jeremy Renner type of look, but then we're like, ah, but we can't totally do Renner. Let's uh, let's give him blonde hair and give him glasses. But he does come with those two accessories, and and that's why no Rocket Raccoon piece on him. But for Rocket Raccoon's body and tail, that's Gene Gray. And if you're upset about not getting the other Hawkeye, I'm upset because th we were supposed to get three Gene Grays, including that really awesome black outfit Gene Gray. And, it, well, I'm glad we get 90s outfit Gene Gray. The aerobics I instructor? Just wish we had other outfits coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of okay with not getting the, the aerobics instructor one. But I would have liked the, the Phoenix one that they were showing. That yeah, would have been cool. Very, very much so. This is like an 80s heavy metal band costume, though. With his big shoulder pads and the neck thing. They I gave her amazing hair, too. Yeah, they really did a great job sculpting the hair. It does hurt head mobility a little bit, but it really does look nice. But this is the best hair we've ever had on a female action figure. Or a male with long hair. I mean, that's tremendous. Look at it. The front, they kind of gave her a weird part, but the back of it, it is awesome. That is really good. I'm really impressed by that, because usually the hair sucks. looks like a hair helmet. But this one's really good. It is. A, it's an impressive piece of hair sculpting. Her her mask doesn't look like it'd be all that comfortable. No, it's a Grace Jones outfit. <laughs> Here's the thing with that. I wondered about the same thing with Gambit. I always wondered, what is that around his face? And that's kind of the same thing he had going on that she has here. And finally, it's been explained, it's some kind of weird scarf. So I think that what she has on her face is supposed to be a scarf. Hmm. Keeping the least vital parts of her face warm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you lose all the heat in your face from your lower cheek and your forehead. <laughs> but keep your eyes, nose, and mouth exposed. That's it's fine. a common known fact that your cheeks produce the most heat in your body. <laughs> 
I think this is a good figure, though. I like the posability of the female buck they've used here. Like Marjorie said, the hair. They used a metallic blue paint for the outfit that I think really is striking. And so while this was the Jean Grey I was least looking forward to of all the Jean Greys, it's still a good figure. Yeah, and it's got a lot of uniqueness to its sculpt. You know, using the the basic female body, they definitely added stuff to it. She has her little, I don't know if they're pouches or pockets or what on her thighs, but those are unique to the sculpt. And her little wrist gauntlets are unique, as well as her upper body with her shoulder pad. So they, they put some effort into this figure, making it not just, you know, a repaint of the female buck, which I feel like they do do sometimes. Well, the last full-sized figure in this wave is one that I've been playing with on my desk because we were supposed to review him about four weeks ago. He's our Matt Damon. And he's <laughs> a lot of fun to pose. And just, I really got into the comic for this character. And now the figure is here. I'm glad it is because the comic's already been canceled now. It is the new Scarlet Spider. With yeah. Kane, not Ben Riley. And you know what? It's, it's another repaint of the Spider-Man that we've been getting, but... This one feels different than the rest. Even though we got that big-time Spider-Man that was the swing and a miss with the green, this one feels like a new Spider-Man. You know, this this red body that's, you know, all the way up until his shoulders where it turns black and his mask is black with the red eyes with the black spider on his chest and then the reverse the red spider. I think it's just really cool and a really unique look to Spider-Man. He kind of looks like Ant-Man, the way they've done his eyes. The outfit isn't the most exciting for an, an action figure. I mean, I understand it looks good on the page, and I really do like the comic with Stegman and Yoast, but he's supposed to be tougher than Spider-Man. And I realize that this is just a repaint of Spider-Man, but there's something about the stark blackness and the eyes that really make it feel like this one can throw a big punch that the other one couldn't. Yeah, he feels, you're right, he feels more menacing. And it does have the nice posability and the waist articulation. So if you've followed us on Facebook, you've probably seen me post a few photos of him just in different ways. And he's just been a fun figure to kind of play around with. Yeah, I'm happy to add him to my ever-growing ranks as Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, that's what I say. <laughs> I have way more Spider-Man figures than I ever thought I would. Because Spider-Man is not my favorite character, but like he ends up in a lot of waves. At least this is a different one and not just a minor repaint of Spider-Man. Yep. I mean, this is a major repaint creating an all-new character that had his own comic line. You know, but after saying all that, I'm trying to think back since they've rebooted the, the Marvel Legends line. I don't think they've done just a classic Spider-Man. It's always been, you know, somebody else's Spider-Man. We've had the, the Future Foundation, the big-time Spider-Man. Didn't we get one in the Sp Amazing Spider-Man Legends line, the Walmart 6-inch? Well, we got the two movie versions, the Masked and Unmasked, and then we got that Miles Morales one. That's right. So maybe maybe it is time for them to just do a good old classic Spider-Man in the, in the Marvel line, Marvel Legends line. But now let's talk about the figure that actually, I really like this wave. I hope it's come across. I have no problems with any of the figures. But I was very, very excited for the Build-A-Figure this time around. <laughs> loves him rocket raccoon we can oh, already he's tell ra he's rabid we can already tell marjorie's all in on this guardians of the galaxy film oh i loved the part in the middle of the credits with benicio del toro 
I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it so much. <laughs> it was amazing. He, he was almost playing Fenster in space, man. It was great. I loved him. I loved his craziness. The Collector. I'm trying to convince Artie to costume as the Collector next year at Comic-Con. <laughs> it's a very hard look to pull off. You could just come off looking like Edgar Winter. Yes. <laughs> I love this racket raccoon, except his arm already fell off on me. Well, it is a Build-A-Figure. It happens. I, I may, well, Now he looks like he's got a broken arm. Whoops. Not it's broken, broken, but... Are you having a hard time keeping one of his arms in the peg hole? Yeah. See, mine fit nice and tight on this one, but I had that same problem with uh, the hit monkey. One of his arms just did not want to stay in no matter what I did. And it looks like he's got a... On top of his gun. <laughs> it's a rocket. It looks like it's a... Rocket raccoon. It's a pocket rocket. Now, this guy's got some articulation where you wouldn't necessarily expect a smaller one to have. He does have swivel elbows... Actually, they're nice ball-jointed elbows. They're, I think they also twist at the gloves. No no feet or ankle articulation, which is fine, but his tail is articulated and necessary because I need it to be like his tripod to help him stand up. But his waist swivels, his head is on a ball joint. I love that his jaw opens and shuts. Oh, it does? Oh, so he doesn't have to be rabid. He's just so freaking cute. <laughs> Now, his gun kind of confused me because I wasn't thinking ahead of time. And his gun came along with his head with Wrecker. And I'm, like, taking photos of Wrecker, and I'm like, this gun's way too small for Wrecker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, much, much too small. But they did a great job with the sculpt. And I do love all the different facial expressions you can get with that hinged jaw. And the face with the... They painted his eyes kind of a bronzy gold and then all the black and white around it really just made him look like an awesome, mean-ass raccoon. We had some raccoons in our apartment's dumpster years ago, and they are mean. But they're cute. (laughs) I wanted to name them all Jasper. (laughs) There were were raccoons up in Boulder, Colorado, near where I went to college, and... They, they would mess around with drunk college kids. They would hide out in the sewers and wait for kids to walk over and grab your shoelaces. What? Yep. Were they pranksters? They were. Anytime I think of raccoons, I think of uh, the great outdoors. Yeah. And hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, finally Drax, uh, a figure we've had for a couple of years now, finally has somebody to stand with him. He doesn't seem so out of place. We have one half of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So overall, I think this is a really solid wave of figures. I don't think there's a whiff in the bunch. I wish we could have gotten some of those variants that have been promised. But for what we got here, six for six, I like this wave. I'd say the least exciting is probably Hawkeye, just because it's not a classic outfit. It's not one I really associate. But it's still got good posability and is going to be nice on display. Yeah, I don't know what you- how much more I can add to that. I agree with you 100%. You know, would want the other Hawkeye and hope that we get the final Wrecking Crew. But other than that, judging the figures that we do have, all of them are great. So let's move on to the next wave. Now, this wave was much harder to get. It was a previews exclusive, which meant you had to order it either online or at your comic store. I did order a case, which Justin meant you got three of the four figures in this wave because of duplicates. We'll talk about the case ratio a little bit later. But if you decide to get these at your comic store, Jeff, our photo editor, had posted his tales of woe that his comic stores were marking them up to $30 or so because comic stores, that's what they do is mark up and overcharge. So really, if you didn't buy a case of these, you might be in a real bind about finding this wave of figures. Yeah. 
And let's talk about a wave of figures that is supposed to have some variants in it as well. You know, so <laughs> forget about the variants. Like, let's just try to find the short pack figures from this wave. Yeah, so let's take a look at this. It is the Wolverine wave of figures. So we'll start with the titular character here, Wolverine. We've gotten a lot of Wolverines in the six inch size recently, but here he is in his classic yellow and blues. Yeah, I've always been a fan of this sculpt, and I finally feel like this is the outfit this sculpt was made for. You know, I don't dislike the other ones. I mean, we've got him in his X-Force outfit in both gray and silver. <laughs> but this this feels more Wolverine-y. Wolverine-ish. Of Wolverine, yes. I agree. <laughs> this is a very Wolverine figure. If you were going to describe Wolverine, this is probably what would be coming out of your mouth. The muscles, the yellow and blue outfit. As in my head, see, I have two Wolverines. I have the yellow and blue Wolverine, and then I have Hugh Jackman. Those are my two Wolverines. And then Red Dawn. Yes. <laughs> Wolverines! Now, I did buy a case of this, and you get three Wolverines in an eight-figure case. And I can say three for three, the paint's jacked. Oh, thanks, Hasbro. The flesh tone on the arm shows the blue plastic underneath, and it's not clean lines. On the one that I did open for photography on the back, there's some yellow showing through on the blue stripes of the paint on the back. And again, three for three, his claws aren't straight. They're kind of bendy and like almost more like chopsticks than Wolverine claws. I thought that was a gang symbol. <laughs> He's throwing up signs. Yeah, I've I've had that problem with the claws on the previous versions. And that one, you know, you can dip that in some boiling water and straighten them out a little bit. And usually that that remedies it. But you shouldn't have to do that with a with an action figure right out of the package. It's kind of a bummer, especially a 20 to 25 dollar action figure. Exactly. This is already the premium legends line. And behind his little helmet. What would you call the big black things that come off his helmet? The wings? The wings. Yeah, like his cowl with wings. In between there, the yellow paint has turned kind of greenish from its close proximity. It's almost like when they were doing the painting of the wings, a little bit of spray hit behind the ears. Or he just doesn't wash there. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. I suppose the one bright silver lining with, you know, these figures having bad paint apps, at least the three you have seen, is that this is going to be the most prevalent one. This is the one that's going to be available for years to come on Amazon and eBay for below market price, I'm guessing. But it is the otherwise the same sculpt. The only thing I ding is he's got some big combat boots on with big straps and everything that just don't feel quite as yellow and blue Wolverine to me. Yeah, I suppose it's better than the alternative with his disco boots that like had wings on them as well. That's always kind of bothered me on some of the <laughs> three and three quarter inch Wolverine. See, I would want the winged boots. If he's going to be wearing the yellow and blue, I would think that his boots would have those wings that have the same kind of wings that his helmet does. It adds symmetry. The other thing they didn't do for him is paint his belt. And when I think of the yellow and blue, I always think of him having the red X on the belt. And this is just a plain yellow belt. Yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. You'd need the little bit of detail there just to finish it off. Given that there's no red anywhere else on there, I'm sure it added an astronomical cost that was not feasible. And also, why isn't his underwear blue? I'm looking at some pictures online. Usually he has the blue underwear. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Not always, but usually. Hmm. Yeah, this is a weird mashup of a few different Wolverines, I think. And the more the more we examine it, the more it just seems like a cheap repaint. So let's not think too deeply on it. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, did, does he come with two fists, or did you pull out his claws for a couple pictures? I pulled out his claws, and they are removable, but then you have a little trouble getting them back in. I bought a case. I had three, so I was able to experiment a little bit. Ah. You can get them back in. It takes a screwdriver and a lot of patience. <laughs> so it's if you need a yellow and blue Wolverine and you don't want to go to eBay to get the really good ones that Toy Biz has done in the past, this is a yellow and blue Wolverine, but it's certainly not worth paying $30 at a comic scalper store for. Agreed. And he comes with no accessories he and no build-a-figure part. He comes with just a blue base, like the bases that started coming when we had the Avengers 6-inch figures. The hexagon base. Yes. Next up, let's take a look at his nemesis movie brother. Chris Claremont thought it was his father, and then they decided to go a different way with that. Sabretooth. Now, this is this is wrestler Sabretooth. <laughs> it is. When I think of Sabretooth, I know it's a dated look, but I always think of that fur collar. I love that fur collar. And I wanted that fur collar. On it, this. it gives him an, an air of eccentricity, and I think he's like Liberace or something. Yeah. <laughs> this looks a lot more like Tyler Mayne in spandex. Yeah. Well, this, you know, speaking of the fur collar, that's one of the shown variants. You know, there's supposed to be a more classic version of him. But yeah, this this very much feels like that body could belong to anybody. And they threw Sabretooth's head on there. They did give him clawed hands. Like I mentioned with Black Panther earlier, he's got those same kind of fingers going. But unfortunately, I just find the paint on this to be really dull. Well, his claws look like he has painted fingernails, first of all. There's not enough length to them to make them claw-like. They just look like he's got lady hands. <laughs> he's got to feel a little silly getting up in the morning and putting on these tight, yellow, bright pants. Yeah, and Wolverine the... doesn't. <laughs> At least Wolverine's got boots. That's true. And the brown top, the fact that his legs are just pure yellow, he's just kind of a blah figure to me. I really like the head sculpt, and if the variant ever comes out with a fur coat, I think it's going to be rocking. But I don't like this figure just for the pure aesthetics. And again, I did some Googling to find images of Sabretooth. And while this is a, I understand people are going to laugh if you're wearing a 1970s fur collar, but it's just not what I think of when I think of Sabretooth at all. But I think that wearing that big brown furry collar, he could pull off pimp or eccentric or weird rich guy. Whereas this is just... This this is going to get his ass kicked. He just, it does look really weird and statuesque. I would have preferred if they'd just gone like wife beater and bare arms look, which is one that they've gone with with Sabretooth from time to time, versus this half costume. Yeah. Sabretooth is a hard one to update, but this is one of those circumstances where I feel like the movie did it better than what we've got going on now. You know, just make him a tough guy in a big old trench coat. Doesn't need the wrestler outfit. Yeah. Listeners, let me know if you disagree, if you can find some really iconic comics where this was the outfit and this is the figure you've been waiting for for your Sabretooth because Toy Biz did fur collar Sabretooth so many times and you're really happy for this variant. But for me, this figure, if it wasn't for the fact that A, I ordered a case and B... He's a means to a puck. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to get pucked. <laughs> 
then I would have probably skipped him. Yeah, I feel the same way. If he didn't have a puck builder piece in there, I would have no problem skipping this Sabretooth. Third figure goes very well with that 90s Jean Grey. It is Cyclops. Who had his outfit stolen by Kick-Ass. It, yeah, I guess if his outfit was green instead of blue, it it's is. It's not very, green. It looks green to me. The it's a very dark blue that almost borders on green. It's kick ass. It's got kick ass and a little bit of constrictor going on on his gauntlets and his boots. But this is kind of that '90s classic, you know, Cyclops that. I don't think there is a version of out there before. This is the first time we've seen this costume in in the Marvel Legends, which is probably going to make him a little bit more sought after. Yeah, it's not his like 90s cartoon outfit where he had the all the belts and pouches on him and everything. This is like the 90s or early 2000s era where he's just got the striping. It's a standard Marvel Legends buck. I like the articulation quite a bit. They did a really good job of the head sculpt with the visor and a good paint app on the visor being red. It didn't spread out. It also has some bad paint in the lines. There are places where the yellow lines have blue showing through or just aren't quite as straight. But I like that his hands is molded in such a way you can do the I'm touching my visor to shoot an optic blast pose and all of that. <laughs> kind of disappointing he didn't come with the, remember the original Wolverine line? They started getting into the later waves and they did a version of this figure. And he came with that, that piece that you could slide into his visor that made him look like he was shooting out energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that could have been a cool little accessory here, but not necessary. No, I like the figure a lot. I just wish they paid a little bit more detail to the paint. Yeah. As far as the variants in this wave, you know, I'm glad this is the one that's coming down rather than the, the more modern version that they have shown. Because, I mean, they both look like cool figures, but this one is more classic and one that I'd prefer to have in my collection, especially if I had to pick between the two. The Phoenix 5 variant is the perfect variant because it's a short-term costume. It's not even what he's wearing anymore. It is a perfect thing for this moment in time because those comics were so recent. And if it never comes out, I don't think I'll cry, but it's what I think a variant should be. You know, a Baghead Spider-Man, a Phoenix Force Cyclops, an outfit that's more of an Easter egg than a mainstay like fur coat. Sabretooth and pink Robin Hood Hawkeye. Yeah. And I know photo editor Jeff is really disappointed that this is the, the one that they came out with because he was really looking forward to that other one. But, you know, big picture, I think for me personally, this is the one that I prefer. Well, in this case, I got I got three Wolverines. I sent you one, kept two, ripped the claws off one. <laughs> two Cyclopses sent you one. Two Sabretooth sent you one. But the thing I couldn't help you out with, Justin... Emma Frost, one per case, and to make matters worse, she's part of the Build-A-Figure for Puck. Ah, yes indeed. And probably the only reason that she's going to be <laughs> super hard to find is for those very reasons, because she's short-packed and she comes with a Build-A-Figure. Because if you're just basing it on a figure and a character selection, I gotta tell you, nothing super special going on here. I don't know. I think that it's a pretty good representation of the figure. First of all, props to Hasbro for saying this is a toy being marketed at an adult crowd. And they're not going to worry about parents of little six-year-old Timmy calling up and complaining, why does this figure have exposed cleavage? <laughs> then the question it has would be, how did your six-year-old Timmy get a hold of this $40 plus figure? 
<laughs> that is what she's going for on Amazon. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I mean, she's great Marvel Legends quality. I'm just saying I don't feel like she needed to be short-packed in lieu of a third Wolverine. Oh, yeah, that I agree with. If she was two per case, she would not be going for that type of money. It's just simply the fact that she is short-packed that she's going for that type of money. But given that, hey, she's got some great little boobies on here, huh? (laughs) And by and large, this is the same as the Jean Grey figure. But if you look, they sculpted a new upper chest because they had to sculpt on her pasties or whatever you call this It's like a bustier. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a strapless bra. No, yeah, it's a bustier, guys. All right. Well, she's got really low-cut pants going on. I mean, like, they're right up there to the butt crack. Yeah, I think actually, truthfully on mine, the crack goes slightly above the <laughs> line there. But there is this weird plastic belt that keeps riding up on her. I had to keep retaking photos because I didn't realize it had gotten up to her breasts. <laughs> But I want to say, I have had bad paint apps on all the other figures, but on her, they did a good job. They painted her lips a silver lipstick. They gave her blue eyes. They painted on eyebrows. And they even gave her a choke collar for reasons I don't quite understand. Yeah, but you can barely see it under there, you know? I mean, you have to be holding her upside down and looking at her neck because you're not getting too much movement with that hair. But yeah, she's got a little white pearlescent that matches her outfit. Choke collar, right? At her neck base. And I can't think of another figure I have in high heels. No. It made it really hard to stand. I think one, if not both, of the ladies in the the Thunderbolts San Diego Comic-Con might have had high heels. Ah. But I'd have to go back and look. But yeah, she was really hard to stand. She has foot peg holes. All right, I'm just going to put this out there. She should have come with the hexagonal base so that you can stand her up actually and wolverine should have come with the puck piece because you have such a hard time getting emma and if you want emma or if you want puck you need emma (laughs) and i have to wonder when it comes to these puck parts did they make more of the parts that came with the more readily packaged figures, did they make less legs and torsos and more heads and arms since this is packed least? I mean, how do you do that in the factory? Yeah, playing a dangerous game. Unless these variants are coming out because, you know, there's supposed to be a rogue swap out with her, which actually looks like a pretty cool rogue. And maybe she's three per case just to balance it out. I don't know, but... Yeah, they might have a bunch of extra puck pieces just laying around in in a factory somewhere. Puck them. Puck off. Shipping evenness. I mean, two per case. Uh, Or put your Build-A-Figures in Wolverine. This is a double hinge screw. Mm Mm-hmm. But overall, I do dig this Emma Frost figure. Her hair is, you know, well-sculpted, if not just a little unnaturally yellow. But that might just be next to her skin tone. No, no, it's definitely got that banana bubble yum yellow going. Yeah. One of my eyes looks like it might be a little bit lazy, and that's kind of the, the risk you take having to get something like this online. No, you got the January Jones variant there with the crazy eyes. <laughs> I really like this figure, and I'm just, I honestly think that this figure throws down a gauntlet and says that if you're an adult figure collector, Hasbro wants to just push you to the six inch scale. And in the three and three quarter inch scale, they're going to reduce articulation and keep the cost low and aim it at children and have adults buy these more collector priced, collector friendly pieces. 
agreed. I mean, I agree that that's what they're doing, but not necessarily agree that they're doing that for good reasons. <laughs> but finally, we did get to build a puck. And I do know there are some out there who think that Legends and Universe shouldn't follow each other so closely. Why do we need a Legends puck right away after just getting a Universe puck? But I also think that because there was a Universe puck, Legends people wanted it, and it is a small figure you can build in three. Oh, yeah. And like you said, it was it's a little weird the way they split them out. You know, we got, with Emma, a full torso and legs. So you are you have most of a figure here with one person. But then you get a head with Sabretooth and then the arms with, with Cyclops. It just seems like a, a poor distribution of body parts. Is this the first action figure with drawn-in hair on his body? Uh, there's been some Wolverines in the past where he's had arm hair that looked like somebody went in with a really fine tooth brush and individually painted them on there. You know, as far as Mugalucha figures go, this is my favorite. <laughs> right, that's kind of how he looks with the big helmet and the mustache. I realize no, he's Canadian, but... No, he looks like WWE or something. <laughs> it's funny that he just, I mean, he's exactly like the little puck that we just got not too many waves ago in Marvel Universe. Just, you know, now a little bit bigger. Well, yeah, but he's not as finely balanced. You cannot pose him standing on one hand the way that they were so proud you can do with the three and three quarter inch. It's harder to get the puckishness out of this figure, but he's really got the painted in hair and the abs. I mean, he comes across as really tough. And again, looking at X-Men Days of Future Past and the rumor that Puck is going to be in that, I think that this is going to be a build a figure people are going to be scrambling for in retrospect. Yeah, very true. I'm, I am impressed that they gave him the, the Vonner ankles. You know, they didn't have to do that on this smaller figure. I was I wasn't even expecting ankle articulation to be honest with you, but that's that's pretty impressive. For the build of figures, I'll say both Rocket Raccoon and Puck, they didn't cheap out. I mean, Hit Monkey felt a little cheap and in certain regards, but these two have all the articulation of their bigger brethren, and they do feel like it's helping to smooth over some of the cost. But while I really loved all the figures in the Rocket Raccoon wave here. I like Puck a lot. I like Emma. The one I got, it has no paint flaws. But Wolverine and Cyclops have bad paint, and Sabretooth is just a bad figure. So overall, I'm pretty lukewarm on this wave of figures. They're good figures to have because I don't have a yellow and blue Wolverine. I haven't gone back to the toy biz for that. This Cyclops is a new outfit, but I, they just don't feel as quality made. The painting is just so all over the place. And I had a case and had and compared several. Yeah, I mean, in, in a perfect world where we're not previously sitting here having a show talking about how shown and planned variants may or may not be coming out, but most likely won't be coming out. You know, we would have our choice of the variants and these in which to build a puck figure. And if that was the case, I probably would have ended up with, you know, Emma Frost and a rogue. So I'd have extra puck parts and skipped on the other ones, except for the ne the necessary parts to build puck. I'm not super in love with the character choices or like you said, some of the paint apps, and I definitely wouldn't own all of these variants and regular versions if given the choice. But even with that, I've got to say, because the Marvel Universe line is ended and we are kind of nebulous about what comes next for the good three and three quarter inch figures and the movie lines, as we've discussed this show, kind of 
are really reduced. Marvel Legends has become my go-to spot as a collector for figures, and I just wish they could get their distribution head out of their distribution ass and get some of those variants out there they promised and stop short-packing necessary figures for Build-A-Figures. But other than distribution, I really have no serious qualms with the output they've given us this year. And when it comes to 2014, not knowing even what to begin to expect in three and three quarter inch, it's six inch that's got my attention with what they showed at New York Comic Con. Yeah, and that's kind of the way the wind's been blowing for a while. And, you know, we've talked about it in the past. You know, I know the three and three quarter inch is what brought you in. And it's what got me back into collecting, but my bread's always been buttered on the six inch side, you know? So I'm, I'm okay with the way things are starting to, to shape up. And if they keep up this quality, at least in sculpts, you know, I'll, I'll be a happy collector for, for a few years to come. So that is our show for this week. Now we are going to be back next week with our sweet Christmas episode. It's Thanksgiving. We will be back on Thanksgiving Day running down the Black Friday Marvelicious sales as well as our annual gift guide. So if there's something you're wanting that's Marvel-related for Christmas, send us an email at show at MarveliciousToys.com. Maybe we'll sneak it into our gift guide, and then you can have your spouse or parent or loved one listen and find out what they need to order for you. And this is this is our fourth annual show like this already, and you know how I know that? Because I'm out of basic color hulks to do for the cover. <laughs> green, gray, and red. Now it's going to have to be compound hulk, and then we're screwed come next year. <laughs> Maybe Marvel can go and make a purple hulk for you, just for yeah. you. Tiger stripe hulk. I'm going to start making up hulk starting next year, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll finally need to switch characters. I know there's a art out there of Spider-Man in a Santa hat, and then you can do all these different Spider-Men. Oh, Nightmare. Yes, because everyone loves, everyone loves Spider-Man. <laughs> and also, don't forget, while we're talking about Christmas gifts, head to our homepage and sign up for the Xmas Gift Exchange. Open now, only till December 3rd. It's so fun to get that box that you don't know what's inside. That's Christmas. Or Hanukkah. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah, but it's strictly Marvel collectors to Marvel collector. It's even more fun than hoping your grandma got you something cool. Truthfully, it's probably the only Marvel collectible I'll get for Christmas this year, so I'm looking forward to it. I as well. So, all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds, as well as product reviews, on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Website photo editing by Jen and Jeff. Podcast enhancement by Andrew, Shane, Daryl, and Barrett. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. 
If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Two-hour, 15-minute review with Justin and... I did a two... Ha! I wasn't there. <laughs> You're just always on my mind. Aww. We have Justin posters all over this room. Bieber. Hey, now. <laughs> I know. His hair isn't as quaffed as yours. <laughs> I wish I had his hair. Kidding. You have until... The ether returns and consumes the f- nine realms. <laughs> or December 3rd. <laughs> Whichever comes first. Hulk hands. I had a dream I bought Hulk hands. It wasn't a dream. I dreamt that like I went to like our comic store and they had like all the Hulk hands throughout the years, including the old ones that would make the sounds. And it was they were loose to twenty five dollars, and I decided to buy them and come home and surprise Marjorie. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, go. Captain America's eyes right there. He's clearly Sailor Moon. <laughs> He's got the boom mana babies to make me think the wrong thing. I never thought this wave would make it to retail. Oh, hang on, guys. I gotta go play Words with Friends. Apparently I can't <laughs> mute my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they do do sometimes. You said do do. <laughs> I did say do do. <laughs> cha cha cha. Who put the. The outfit isn't... The outfit! (laughs) Peter Brady? (laughs) So, all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Hey, wait, why did I say it? Because you said it. I said it. And real quick, insert. (laughs) Insert.